I'm here with William Bond and Paula. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, William. How I are should you? say good. I'm very well indeed. Thank you. Got a bit of a cold yes. hanging around, but uh, yeah, well, you will have that flu. Shot. But if you're the, at the age stage I am, you get colds often. No, that's <laughs> you not true. You don't get colds often. No, no. no, I don't do that. That's no, right. well, you know, we're trying to get over it. Coughing, 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 coughing. Yeah. We have a special guest this morning. We absolutely do. We have uh, Aftercare Australasia, who are are our new. Our new sponsor. Uh, sponsor. Absolutely. And uh, so we welcome them. And we've got Warren Haynes here to talk to us today and tell us all about Aftercare Australasia. Welcome. Good morning, Warren. How are you? Oh, I'm great, thanks, William. Lovely thanks to have you here. And thank you very much for your support. Mm. Uh, we certainly appreciate it here at the station. Oh, we're very happy to be here. Because, I mean, our audience, as you know, goes from Portsea up to Mordialic. And uh, it's a very important demographic uh, on the Mornings Peninsula. A lot more, I guess, older couples or older people are moving down here. They've uh, been in the city, they're retired or they're coming down looking for somewhere to, uh, to to house themselves and of course that aftercare is important to them. So tell me a bit more about Aftercare Australasia. Yeah, well look, it, it, it's funny that you uh, sort of make that point about uh, the Mornington Peninsula. Um, it's one of the reasons that Aftercare actually is based uh, in Rosebud. Uh, our business started on the peninsula uh, really because the, the founders who are just a family couple. They uh, they lived down this way and they saw the need and uh, they started responding to that by setting up a, a service that just focuses on providing that in-home support and support for people to get to get out into the community. And when was that established? Uh, well, it was nearly 20 years ago now. Oh so my gosh. We've been, yeah. for been around a, a long time, haven't yeah. you, Warren? Long yeah. time. You don't look yeah. a day older. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and how, how many people are involved with the aftercare organisation? Well, it's a, it's a reasonably substantial team. Uh, it's about 100 people in total. Wow. Gee, it's um, a big, big operation. It, well, it's a, it's a fair size. And, and most of that is actually our personnel, that um, our special carers that go out into the community mm. and provide the support. Mm. And mm. special carers for, obviously, um, people who need special care, apart from the elderly? I mean, would there be uh, younger uh, p- um, patients out there that uh, or houses that, that, um, that they live in, that they have aftercare people go in there and look after the house, for example? Uh, yes. I, if well, with special we, needs, children yes. or adults with special yeah, needs? Yeah, that's correct. So, right. so primarily... Generally, we, we focus on uh, on the aged care side of things, but uh, right. with some of the changes in the uh, you know support that's out there in the community for people with disabilities, right. um, we've now had this wonderful opportunity to uh, really increase the amount of support that we provide for for people again living in their own homes in yes. the community. That's a big thing at the moment, isn't it, Warren? Like trying to keep people living and you know operating in their own homes without having to go into you know nursing homes and retirement villages and things like that. Mm. And, and look, in some ways, uh, I think uh, our, our company's sort of been a little bit ahead of the curve um, because mm. we've identified that that was where the demand was going to be and that's the trend yes. uh, a long time before the uh, the various funding bodies yes. sort of caught up. And yes. uh, it's only now that they've finally cottoned on that, in fact, most people, that's where they want to stay. They yes. want to stay in their own home. And mm. uh, whilst there are very good uh, alternatives out there, um, everybody first preference is to just simply stay at home and yeah. lead their own lifestyle with their own things and their own neighbours and well, that's their right. own network. Yeah, they feel very secure. And yeah. What are some of the tasks, I guess, that your aftercare people do in the home? Well, it's really about meeting those gaps that people can no longer do for themselves. It's very much not these days about mm-hmm. sort of going in and just uh, you know 
doing things for people. It's very much about doing things with them. Mm. Um, and so that might be assisting someone with a shower or assisting someone with meals. Uh, it might be providing some companionship so that a regular family member who does a lot of the caring can go and have a break. Might be helping people go out into the community to visit friends or participate in groups, shopping, mm-hmm. attend medical appointments. It's that sort of that sort of one-on-one support is really what we specialise. And in. do you go into retirement villages? Obviously, people set themselves up in the villages, and uh, again, but it then gets to a stage. I guess they need help mm. uh, because of whether it be washing, ironing, showering people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, well, definitely. So, so even people that are living in that more supportive environment and, you know, a, a specialised sort of accommodation with the retirement home, uh, they still can get to a point where uh, they need that little bit of extra support and they're definitely eligible um, mm. for the sort of support that we provide. Have you become, you know, more in demand since the NDIS? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's making a huge... It's, uh, it's rolled out yeah. uh, in, in this immediate region uh, since April mm. this year mm. and and we've really just seen the demand explode yes um, yeah mm. i've noticed even in my i'm, I'm a counselor when i'm not mm. here mm. uh even in my profession uh you know people coming through that are ndis mm. you know so it's just it's just gone absolutely ballistic yeah, yeah. We, we we think it's a really positive thing it, mm. it's really pleasing to be able to see people getting the, help. the yeah the support That's that right. they've been That's crying right. out yeah. for and have actually deserved yeah. for yeah, a very long very time. long time yes. yeah indeed. and uh, and now they're finally getting this opportunity to just sort of get their life back and often their families have that opportunity yes. as well and yeah. you know they're just getting out there and doing the things that they've always wanted to do but just needed a bit of support because it's a very emotional time for them isn't it i mean you get to the stage where and you feel yourself you can't do things that you used to do and mm. and and i think it's not the fact of aftercare coming in and assisting but it's more the emotional aspect and then and and the conversation that occurs between the the client and and yourselves yeah look that's definitely part of it and and so when you asked me before you know what do we do mm. the reality is that's just a very broad outline sure. what we do varies enormously from individual to individual. So the the way in which one person might need assistance with a shower can be completely different. So for some people they need, you know, quite a lot of physical support. Mm, Absolutely. For other people it might just be, look, Emotional support. Yeah, I just need you to stand outside the door. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'll manage it myself, but yeah. I just know that you're there, there in case right. something doesn't quite exactly. go according to plan. I need a friend. Yeah. 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 Let's have a glass of wine together. So then I guess a, a lot of cases like Parkinson's, multiple mm. sclerosis, instead of having to go into a nursing home, can be managed within their their own home. Yeah, and look, yeah. definitely some of those um, people, you know, that have got those health conditions, mm. it's not really all that appropriate for them to be in a nursing home no, that's at that right. stage of their life. Yeah. It's not yeah. as stimulating as they'd like it to be. Yes. It can be quite isolating. They don't necessarily yeah. uh, relate all that well to a lot of the people that are, that are there who really need that level of support. That's right, mm. yeah. And so tell us a little bit more about actually... Uh, you know, Aftercare Australasia. Tell us a little bit more about yeah. the background. I know well, Shane yeah. is, um, and his wife, <laughs> Maureen, is Max. It? Max. <laughs> are, um, you know, are the owners and directors of the mm. company. Mm. Yeah. And look, they really set the, the sort of the philosophy for the company, I think, right from the very start, which is a very hands-on approach. So both of them uh, originally worked providing that mm. direct support to people. So they understand it completely. And, that's and that's, as I said, that's part of the culture of the organisation. 
organisation. Mm. So everybody, uh, including all of the, the coordinators and the people that um, our customers would speak to on the phone, including myself, we've all worked in direct care. And so we really have a, that practical first-hand understanding of what people are going through and how to, how to just mm. get the job done and, um, you know, yes. respond to people's various requests that they That would have. make a huge difference, having that understanding, as opposed to, say, you know, someone coming from a corporate background... Mm. Um, coming in and, and starting up a business like that and not having that hands-on experience, I think. That, yeah. yeah. Look, look, as we often say to people that are applying for, for work with us, it, it's, it's not a, you know, an ordinary sort of job. You, mm. You've really got to have your heart in it mm-hmm. um, to be able to do it properly. And if you don't have that, well, you can have all the training in the world, but you're just not going to be able to do it satisfactorily. Well, in fact, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's, uh, she's in that business. She looks mm. after people um, with special needs mm. And goes to houses where four or five may be living in one home or a one-on-one sort of situation. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be a saint, to be, honestly, to be in that sort of situation. <laughs> mm. um, you really do because it's um, you see it all and uh, it unfolds in front of you as you're working. And, and you have to be that special person that really can take that on board and, and work with it. And that's significantly, I guess, in finding the right sort of people. Mm. Uh, it definitely, it's something that we put a lot of emphasis on. Um, it, it's one of the reasons that, that as a company, although there are a lot of opportunities around at mm. the moment, we're just sort of growing steadily rather than mm. trying to, uh, you know, mm. overextend ourselves because we yeah. find it's it's uh, it's difficult to uh, recruit people at a really mm. rapid pace and make sure that you're getting the right people, people and the right quality. Right. And that's that's always again yes. what our business has been based on is making sure we've got the right people. So, so how many clients would you have? Uh, at any given time, we've got a, somewhere between 450 to 500. Gee, wow, that's, that's a lot. lot. That is a lot. So, um, it's, um, the, sh- the scheduling of the supports that's involved is, is quite an extraordinary logistics sort of exercise yeah. in logistics. Oh, yeah. Gosh, it's, um, be amazing. I, I, don't, I don't know how our coordinators do it, actually. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Because yeah. you'd be one of the very few, I guess, on the Mornington Peninsula that does that sort of thing. I mean, apart from the villages that are out there, which are great. Um, but then aftercare aspect, I I think there'd be there are not many are there really uh i think there's there's well there's a few that might claim that they're on the peninsula and there's probably one to my knowledge one mm-hmm. other similar or comparable company right um and uh they haven't been quite going as long as we have and they perhaps specialize in a few uh you know areas that are slightly right. different to ours yep. okay um but uh, yeah, you're right. Other, otherwise, even some of the very, very big companies that are out there who might, you know, tell tell their customers, you know, we've got, you know, five hundred or a thousand mm-hmm. carers. Yes. But you ask them how many they have on the peninsula, yeah. and they'll say, oh, oh, actually, we've only got fifteen, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Yes. we've got, you know, eighty. So yeah. Um, yeah. You, you've just yeah. got a lot more choice um, as a result of. And that. it goes, I guess, from Portsea up to Mornington or further, further north. Look, you know, for the purposes of today, I guess I'm really talking mostly about the peninsula. Yes. But in fact, it is the sort of southern part of um, southern Melbourne. Mm. Um, so so in terms of the, 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 the townships, right. we would say we include it's um, yep. Bayside, Cardinia, Casey, Dandenong. Right. Oh, so uh, you go out that way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. we do. Mm. Um, and uh, Frankston, obviously, and Mornington yep. and Kingston as well. So, um, I mean, you know, Casey's an enormous area. It I'd is. have to say we, we mainly do the more populated parts of Casey. Yeah. 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 Um, just yeah. because that's where our workforce is. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So how does how does one make the decision that I now need some care? I mean, 
what's what's the uh, I guess the the tick in the box that makes me realise that I, I need that, or is it more family that step in and uh, and say, Mum or Dad or Mum and Dad, uh, really we need to get someone to come look after you guys. Yeah, look, there's a whole range of different um, pathways that people mm. can follow before they sort of perhaps get to that point. For mm-hmm. some people, unfortunately, it might be that they just reach a point of crisis. You know, yeah. think things mm-hmm. are going very well, and then abruptly, um, you know, their health situation changes or their living situation changes, and it just becomes quite clear that they need that bit of yeah, extra right. support. Mm-hmm. So that's often when someone might end up going to hospital and then sure. they come out of hospital. Um, so do you work with hospitals that sort of um, recommend your services? Uh, yes, we, we do work quite closely um, right. with uh, with the health with a range of health services, right. um, including GPs, etc. Um, for people who want to receive a home care package, um, so that's a support mm. that's funded through yes, the federal through government, government yep. um, there's a bit of a process they have mm-hmm. to go through first before they can arrive at our doorstep. That's caused a, a you know a terrible dilemma with a lot of people trying to get into you know get the right package and waiting. We had someone on last week on mm. the program who her husband is he's a category four mm. um but he's only got a stage or category two package waiting for a category yes. four you know and this has been going on for such a long time yeah you, you're quite right paula mm. it, it really does yeah. leave, it's some, some can, tricky situation i'm just thinking on that point about the the process you have to go through mm. um can people reach out to aged care australasia and say can you help me apply for this aftercare package certainly we can link them in right. uh, with who they need to speak to but it is it is something that's quite carefully sort of regulated is it right? um there's a, there's a very specific um, service that's right. funded so an aged care assessment service right. that's funded to determine if a person is eligible for a package <clears throat> and and then that needs to be sort of allocated and th- this is the dilemma you're talking about mm, paula absolutely then yep. there needs to actually be funding uh, attached to that yes and it's only when they get to that point that they really can you know directly contact us and say i'm ready to go but certainly we're we're happy i'm always happy to uh speak to anyone um who's not sure where to go and Mm -hmm. sort of how to get there because that's a traumatic time for anyone to realize they need aftercare Mm. and then it's like i mean it was bad enough when they apply for the pension (laughs) what you have to go through Mm. and 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 again this sort of process again it'd it'd be fantastic if it was a third party out there that said, look, just come to us and we'll help you fill out the forms and all the bits and what you have to do and we'll guide you through the process. Yeah, and, and look, certainly we're happy to link people in. Yes. Um, but then, as I say, because it's because it's regulated, oh, yeah. uh, they, they, they really do have to follow that specific yeah. pathway. Oh, sure. But, but again, if they get stuck or they get confused, they can always just give us a call back okay. and say, you know, I'm not quite sure what this means. Uh, and that's often what we end up doing. So people will often ring us up and say, "Look, I've got this letter. It's got a it's got a referral, or it's got a it's got a code attached to it. It says I'm entitled to something, but right. I don't know what it means." Okay. And we can help mm. sort of tease that out. So to ring you and contact you, how do I do that? Uh, look, basically, you just ring our uh, our um, free or local number. So one three hundred four six four six six three, and. Uh, uh, pretty much anyone that answers the phone there is going to be able to help you. Um, but if it's a more complicated question, uh, they'll they'll end up probably putting you through to me. Well, let's just go that number again. It's uh, 1300 464663 is yeah, the number to contact correct. you. That's correct. And your people on the end of the phone obviously will uh, ask you a series of questions and help you right through the process. Yes, definitely. And so coming, uh, we're looking at coming back 
onto the program. Mm. Well, I hope one of you, <laughs> maybe not you, Warren. Uh, probably will be me. Yeah, I'm probably it will be, be you. <laughs> so um, you'll have a different topic each time you come on, obviously, mm. and um, and hopefully we might have some callers call in, and uh, or some or people email us, write in with questions, and you might be able to answer those questions on air. Oh, look, I'd look forward to yeah. that. Um, yeah. I've been sort of working as a registered nurse for uh, over 27 years Have now, really? I think it's up to. Wow. So, uh, you know, I'd like to think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> With a little penny on. <laughs> and a little bit told me you're, you like sailing as well. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like to get out on the water. Fantastic. Yeah. Good fun. Well, yeah. thank you very much indeed for coming along, and uh, we're a special thank to Aftercare Australasia. And so if you, if you need care, please reach out, grab your phone and dial 1300 464663. Warren, thank you again for your time. Thanks, Warren. And welcome back to The Age Stage. My name is Paula Dunn and I'm here this morning um, with Mandy Walmsley. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you, Paula. And Mandy is from Senior right, Seniors Rights Victoria and is a senior senior social worker and advocate for um, Seniors Rights Victoria. So how are you, Mandy? I'm I'm well today, thank thanks, Paula. It's a beautiful a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here on the peninsula. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about elder abuse. What can you tell me about that, Mandy? Um, well so uh, elder abuse um, in the way that uh, we work with it, Paula is um, any kind of act um, or um, non-act um, uh, um, against an older person that causes harm. Um, and so often um, what we hear about from older people um, is uh, psychological abuse um, or emotional abuse, mm. financial abuse, sometimes physical abuse, um, and uh, it, it often happens within a family. Uh, so we're often talking to older people who are experiencing abuse from yeah. an adult child, um, a son or a daughter. That's very sad. And, and so what, you know, what things are in place to protect seniors from this sort of thing? Like, do they, you know, would they all be aware that you can contact yourself or your organisation? Uh, look, I think that uh, people are becoming more aware of the issue of elder abuse. Mm. Um, Seniors' rights have been around for um, for just 10 years. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up to our 10th anniversary, uh, and we've certainly seen an increase in the numbers of people contacting our service um, over that time, but especially since the Victorian government uh, held the Royal Commission into family violence mm. uh, and elder abuse was recognised. As a form of family violence, we've seen, um, you know, uh, something like a 50% increase in the number of calls. Uh, really? 50%? In wow. That time. That's so uh, sad. I think there are yep. still a lot of people who contact us who say that um, they hadn't, they didn't know about our service until somebody uh, told them about us. So mm. we're, we're quite a small service, um, uh, but uh, uh, becoming, I think, more, more known as a information uh, and advice about this situation and, and sometimes some support, support to, you know, take action if that's what they yes. uh, want to do. And, and that's why we would, you know, we really are grateful to have you on the show, on the program, so that we can, you know, inform our listeners and get the word out there that yes. 
they don't have to be because I, I guess quite often they're just bullied into situations, especially much older seniors. It, it's very, I think it's very hard for uh, parents uh, to say no to their children, children, no matter how old they are. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, the situations that we see most often are where uh, adult children who may have their own um, personal problems mm. uh, return uh, to live with uh an older um, parent or parents mm. uh, and kind of uh, some kind of sense of entitlement, um, I guess, uh, and and uh, parents, uh, older people don't want um, their children on the street. Um, they mm. don't want to throw them out. Um, uh, so they feel a kind of a sense of duty to kind of keep providing uh, for an adult child, sometimes regardless of the behaviour. Uh, and yes. it's really difficult for a parent to say enough is enough and I need to you know I need to take action for my own um, safety yes. um, and, uh, and that's when they can you know they can um, speak with us we have lawyers and advocates who can mm. uh, you know provide information and advice to people in those situations to let them know what their options are and to let them know that they're not alone um, yes. and there is support available to them if they if they choose to take action. And I guess it would be really hard in the case of a, a parent maybe suffering even mild uh, dementia mm-hmm. um, to be sort of cognitive about what's going on. Um, you know, yeah. it could be yeah. financial and, or, you know, yeah. uh, and for them to and be able to take action. Yeah, we certainly um, know that uh, people with cognitive impairment are maybe more of a target for you know, um, uh, predatory behaviour uh, uh, and and abuse, uh, and and certainly there are. Uh, we're not a we're not a reporting agency, and we don't have any powers of investigation. Um, mm. But certainly, if someone uh, is cognitively impaired and not able um, to make decisions for themselves around finances, there are other there are certainly other services and uh, other systems in place to assist. Um, those, those people. So, um, but yeah, it, it's certainly people with um, any kind of cognitive impairment uh, um, and other disabilities may be, uh, may be more targeted um, and seem to be kind of more vulnerable. Uh, yes. And do you have statistics or do, do Seniors Rights Victoria have statistics, Mandy, that, um, you know, there's more financial abuse or physical abuse or, or yeah, emotional yes. abuse? Uh, certainly what we see, and this is not necessarily to say this is what exists out there, we're a particular kind of service. So uh, people contact us most frequently in relation to financial and psychological abuse. Yes. Uh, I would say that the the numbers of people contacting us who report physical abuse have that has increased mm. um, over the last um, few years, but uh, still uh, the overwhelming majority of uh, the situations we see, are, see relate to financial and psychological abuse, and often they go hand in hand. Yes, um, if, yes. If you're being financially abused, um, you can almost guarantee that there will be some psychological abuse and, and bullying and intimidation yes. that goes along with that. Yeah. So let's say um, hypothetically, you know, I call you because I feel that, you know, I'm being financially abused or, or so 
tell me what what's how does the go, how does it go? What's the progression from there? So I make the call to you. Then what happens? Yeah. So so basically, um, when you call our service, you'll speak with our helpline advocate, so someone who is um, is, is, is a, you know trained uh, social worker or other um, professional um, who will kind of listen to um, uh, your experience and and take down some initial. Um, basic detail Um, and then if if, um, what you you have experienced kind of uh, uh, doesn't really fit with our criteria if you like we'll we'll make sure that we refer you to another service that can help Um, but if it's something that we might be able to help with then we will uh, we'll make an appointment for you to speak with a lawyer and an advocate together okay so a lawyer and a social worker uh, to to talk in more detail about your situation and to give you some advice about the situation. Uh, now, if you um, can't communicate over the phone, if it's difficult for you to talk over the phone, or uh, you need to you know you need to go somewhere where it's safe, um, we can arrange. Um, uh, sometimes we can arrange to do a home visit, or you know visit someone uh, in a in a place where they feel safe. Um, we'll we'll use a, um, an interpreter either over the phone or in person if um, English isn't your first language. Yes. Uh, and and essentially what we want to do is listen to your experience, and, but also find out what it is that you want to do. Um, where do you want to get to from here? And we'll yeah. let you know if that's something that we can help with, or um, we can refuse, again refer you uh, to other services if they say. And did, would this um, service cost me anything if I was... No, we're a, we're a completely free service. We're funded through the Department of Health and Human Services okay. in Victoria and also Victoria Legal Aid. So we're a completely free service. Oh, good, good. So you would then refer me on to another professional that may um, come and speak to me or arrange for me to meet with if, them, whatever it might be. If that's what you're looking for yes. or we might be able, you know, if... if if it's something that we can help with directly, then we'll certainly um, uh, help directly. So, yep. uh, uh, for example, um, if, if you're needing uh, uh, legal advice um, and legal assistance uh, that relates to um, the abuse, then then we can help with that directly. And so our lawyers will help with things like um, obtaining an intervention order mm-hmm. or negotiating with uh, with uh, Family members who have been abusive um, to try and recover uh, recover money or recover property mm. or um, uh, you know a whole a whole raft of um, legal mm. issues that do come up and and the advocate will help with things like um, you know making sure that uh, uh, you have access to counselling if that's what you want mm-hmm. linking you in with housing um, services um, providing emotional support um, if, if uh, you're you know taking needing court action um, and, uh, um, you know, negotiating with Centrelink, um, mm. those, those sorts of things. So if, if I was in a situation where I wasn't living in my own home but I was living with a, a, a child or, yes. a, a, you know, a family member... And so I'm worried about, well, how can I get myself out of this situation? Mm. Um, because, you know, they're bullying me for my, whatever reason, financially or, or whatever it might be. But I yeah. feel that I, that I've got nowhere to go. So you mentioned a moment ago about housing. So that's an option. So I would be, 
I could be safely removed from where I was and placed in almost like a refuge? Is that what? Uh, well, certainly anyone, any, any uh, woman who is experiencing family violence, and family violence uh, is, is uh, any violence that occurs within a family. It's not just um, uh, intimate partners, but mm. it can also be kind of extended family. Yes. Uh, uh, would be able to contact um, Safe Steps, which is the, the uh, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week service that would allow them access to um, refuge in certain circumstances. Yes. Um, but we, can, we, we would certainly be um, able to talk to that person uh, to talk through what the options might be. But mm-hmm. for some older people, refuge uh, isn't the greatest option. No. Um, there may be other options, though, that then, you know, it depends, uh, really depends on the older person, but respite care might be might be one option. And, and mm. certainly we have um, a good links with uh, housing services that uh, specialise in working with older people, uh, mm. and we would talk with them about, um, you know, uh, potential uh, potential options and, you know, public housing being uh, one option, obviously, that um, might, take, might take some time, but uh, you know, uh, maybe a good long-term option. Yeah, at least, at least there is an option. So, yes. um, oh, there certainly there certainly are options, yeah. and it really it really does depend on uh, what the older person is is uh, is wanting to do. Okay, so Mandy, if um, any listeners are in in that terrible situation, where would they? Who would they contact? And what? What's well, the if contact they contact number? us, yeah. uh, our our uh, number is one three hundred three six eight eight two one. And uh, that that number is available Monday to Friday, um, ten until uh, five pm. Okay, so that's one three hundred three six eight eight two one. Correct. Okay, well, thanks so much for talking to us today, Mandy, and it's a um, pleasure. hopefully we'll get you back in the future. Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks, Paula. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Bye. And uh, you're with William Bond and Paula, and. Welcome. We have two guests, don't we? We do. We have two guests, and we have um, Ben Scott from Coast Care. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. And we have uh, Stan Proctor from Solve Disability Services. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Really well, thank you, and thanks for the opportunity to talk. <laughs> so, welcome. <clears throat> pardon me. Welcome, guys. Uh, we did have you on um, earlier in the year. Yeah, we had a group yeah. of three uh, yeah, sessions, we and, yeah. and we talked about wheelchairs and mobility aids and scooters. Yes, we did. And today, the topic is uh, bathroom equipment. Fantastic. Which is, I guess, a little pedestrian, but yeah. it's something that a great many people need help Well, with. it's an area where there are a lot of accidents, mm. isn't it? Yeah, you being know? a wet area. Yeah, that's so right. I wouldn't say it is a dangerous area, but yeah, yeah certainly potentially can yeah. be. Yeah, that's mm. right. Mm. Especially people living on their own or a bit unsteady with balance, as, and as people age, they do lose balance. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, for a family member, it might be just knowing that the right equipment is in place. Exactly. Uh, grab handles or mm. transport for AIDS or whatever it might be um, and I guess that's a great peace of mind and it, if it avoids a fall then that's absolutely fabulous. Terrific. So, yeah. And you're based on the uh, Mornington Peninsula? Uh, Coast Care Medical is. Yes. Um, yeah we're Mornington, um, Caram Downs and we've also got a Berwick showroom. Wow. So, so you're predominantly down there. Peninsula right. and have been for a long time. And so Ben what sort of equipment would you know, you supply to someone in bathroom area. Yeah, for sure. Um, as um, Stan was saying, it is fairly basic 
um, kind of equipment. But um, yeah, shower stools, mm-hmm. shower chairs, um, um, rubber bath mats for shower and um, bath have been around for a long time. Mm. But just simple little um, yeah. piece of equipment can yes. make a huge difference. Yes. Um, and being that um, bathrooms are typically tiled, mm. um, they are can be wet and slippery surfaces. Yeah. Um, yeah grab rails are a, a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just little things um, can be as simple as a uh, long-handled um, toe washer, which mm. doesn't seem Gosh. much, yeah. but uh, uh, avoid bending over. Yeah. Sounds very um, exciting. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, I know what you Sensational. mean. Sensational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my daughter, actually, when she was 14, she had a condition called scoliosis yep. and had two Harrington rods inserted in her back. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. she wasn't... She had one of those grabbers things yep. um, and she wasn't able to bend mm. for a long, long time. Yep. Mm. So, so it's just yeah, something as simple as not yes. having to bend over, exactly. lose your balance, the next minute you're That's in right. a world of trouble. Exactly. I guess the yeah. interesting part of uh, your business is catering for the needs of the consumer and what they're looking to get. Do you design your equipment or do you... Not at all. No. Um, so it's, yeah, all of our stuff um, as opposed to, yeah, Stan's Field as what they'll class as, say, out the box or off the shelf. Right. Um, and it's our job to, I guess, assess what um, equipment would best suit um, the individual yeah. needs um, of the client. I guess because keeping up with the trends and what's required, because things do change, obviously, and uh, I presume you go to trade fairs offshore and a lot and do all that sort of thing to keep up with the latest technology. Yep, absolutely. And how is technology playing a a greater part? Um, Look, probably one of the less areas would be a bathroom, um, Mm. being any kind of static, um, non-powered equipment, but Mm -hmm. certainly in other areas, wheelchairs. um, I think last time I was in, we spoke hospital beds. Um, So in the industry, absolutely, technology Mm. is. Um, coming to the forefront, Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting, though, because uh, they had a segment on another radio station. They were talking about shortage of pillows, for example, for hospitals. Yep. And, and in some cases, beds as well. Mm. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, says he with a rotten cold. <laughs> and um, it's always interesting I'm talking to people like yourself, Ben, because presumably you're talking to hospitals all the time about their requirements and about their needs and what they what they do. So, and it's at the end of the day, without without a bed in a hospital, you know where are you? You're pretty stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> Absolutely. On the floor. Yes. And in fact, in a lot of cases, they're folding up um, towels and blankets, using them as pillows yep. uh, in hospitals, which is mm. really sad in it that is. sort of situation. And uh, I'm not uh, expert on funding, but I would that would definitely be a yes <laughs> a downfall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Stan, your, your business obviously solves um, disability solutions. Yes, yeah, tell us more about um, that. Solve disability solutions is a not-for-profit, and oh, okay. we're kind of complementary to what Ben and Coast Care do because oh. um, if a client has a need that there's no commercial solution for, then Solve will actually have a look at it, and in most cases, make or modify what's required. So people can find us at one three hundred. Double six three two four three, and in fact, we've done quite a few projects centred around bathroom equipment. And as luck would have it, some of them are actually associated with people travelling. So no. it's it's fine to set up your bathroom at home, and yes. I guess relatively yeah, straightforward. Don't think of that, do you? Really? But when you come to travel, yeah. um, there are some challenges. Now, um, CoastCare's got a couple of them covered in that they've got a folding over toilet aid, which you can obviously fold up and put in the boot, and mm-hmm. you can deploy that if you need it, and also a toilet seat height uh, raiser, so you can actually raise that up in steps. So they're both very economical products that 
could give you some great assurance when you're mm. travelling. So who decides on the equipment that's required at, at, in a home? Do you go out and, and inspect, the, inspect the home, yep. obviously look at, the, look at your client and go, well, you're definitely needing this, this, this yeah. and this, etc. Frequently there's an OT or a physiotherapist in, right. involved with okay. the client. And, right. um, uh, so that, that is the case. But um, I guess Ben would often see people just um, drop into the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally have worked with yeah, OTs for the best part of 16 years. Gosh, um, yeah. A lot of the time, our first point of call, um, yep. if they're in hospital, um, mm. they'll be generally assigned an occupational therapist. Um, right. They can do a home visit before the, the patient's released um, to check what equipment is needed. And obviously, yeah, we get, a, being in retail mm. shops, we get a lot of people, um, family coming through. Right. Coming through so yeah. it is, um, yeah, up to our knowledge to best steer them in whatever equipment suits. I still get back to the fact of the question of it must be, again, difficult to work out what you require and sell. What do you really need? Uh, there's such a large selection out there. And uh, your job, I presume, is, is with your consultants and people in your showroom will actually work very much close with, you, with your client. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess, and that's what um, we were talking last time we were in with hospital beds, that each yeah. individual's needs can be extremely different to yeah. other people. Totally, yeah. um, totally different. So, yeah, look, at, um, they'll generally come in and say, look, we've, we're having trouble in this area. Mm. Um, right. Be it, um, you know, we generally break it down to kitchen. There's a lot of what they call them ADLs or aids to daily living right. um, to help them in kitchen, um, then you've got your bathroom, toileting, um, beds, so yeah, it mm. is, um, we'll kind of listen to what their needs are, mm. and then um, a lot of the time we'll bring out a range of equipment, um, a couple of right. options, um, and try it with a customer. Um, How do people go, um, Ben, when, you know, if they're on a walking frame, yep. they've got to get into the bathroom, and some bathrooms are designed so small, and you know, yeah. en suites and things like that. Yeah. How, how do, what's available to them for yeah, look, to get um, them in the shower? Just, as I say, even in my sixteen years, the range of equipment is yep. oh, more than quadrupled. It's huge, really? and that would be, um, you know, for, you know, fifteen years ago, there might have been a handful of walker walking. Um, AIDS. Yeah, yeah, AIDS. Where mm-hmm. there are just so many now. Um, if one that just brings to mind is a tri wheel walker. Oh, okay. um, it's just going got the three wheels, um, very compact. Yes. Um, and then again, that's not going to suit everyone. Um, they're probably not best prescribed to people with um, balance issues. Yes. Um, they're not as stable, but mm-hmm. um, and that's where we'll come out, um, look at the, the difficulties that they're having, mm. and then um, yeah, try and get the the best walker as. As an example, mm, um, mm. as I say, with um, older houses, they yeah. can be very tight for space. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, um, flat floor showers are much yeah. more common these days. Yes. But just not to have that lip as yeah. you walk into the shower as mm. a trip hazard. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. I guess one of the other considerations is: is there a carer involved? That's right. Or, Absolutely. Or is the person that's uh, a key. existing independent? Very much so. That's, yeah. a, that's a yeah. really critical mm. aspect. Yes. Um, and we were talking about technology before. One of the products on Coastcare's site that um, leapt out at me was the Orca bath lifter. Mm. So that is uh, that is actually a battery powered lifter, right? Which sits in the bath and. Yep. It, Obviously, gets submerged and um, submerged when the water comes over it, but it will actually lift the client up to a transfer height level with the top of the bath. Really, what, what a great idea! That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. Mm. So um, yes, because I mean, yeah, baths are very difficult 
you know, they are, to be able to get yep. in, in and, and out of, you yep. know, just, you know, when you're able-bodied even. Yep, totally, mean, totally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. Now, Stan, you don't have a show. You're not retail, are you? You're, no, um, no. Solve is a not-for-profit, um, yeah. and we've actually got around 200 volunteers across Victoria. Gosh, So there's there's pretty much a branch of Solve in regional centres as well. On the peninsula here, we've got uh, 12 active volunteers uh, right. ready to do projects. Um, and we so would I come to you as a client, would I, would I come to you first and then you'd say, you need to go to Ben and see him because he's got what you need or, so you're, you're more advice to the client. Is that, well, is that it, it, it in a lot really of cases? It really depends on how close the commercial product is to right. what someone needs. Okay. Now, All right. that might have already been assessed before sure. we get involved or, yep. um, if we need a, um, um, an outlet for commercial gear, then certainly Coast Care is okay. the way to do that. You mentioned a telephone number beforehand, 1300. What was that again? If I may ask sure, one three hundred double six three two four three, and also there's an excellent website if people want to have a look at some of the work we've done, yep. and that's the wssolve.org.au. And also with Coast Care, if you would like to Google Coast Care, you'll come up with their website as well. Sure. So, so that, that telephone number is one three hundred double six three two four three. That's correct. Thank you. Brilliant. So and yeah, go on. Son, and Ben, your showroom is uh, round in Mornington. It is. And George, what's the address of the, the showroom, if I may ask you? Okay, so in Tyre Road, you've, you've had a move recently, uh, Ben, and I guess people might have been aware of um, where you were at your old site in the industrial area. But you've popped yeah, I up remember there, that one in the industrial area. Yeah. On um, yeah. Tyab Road, so a brand mm. new site. Um, I've actually been to the showroom and it's um, a Quite wonderful, stunning. a wonderful yeah. setup. So people can actually have a look. It's up near BMW, isn't it? Yes. Up that way, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. And and feeling comfortable, obviously, Ben, when you walk into your showroom, because presuming there's a, a range of staff that are there to help you in every way, absolutely, and can advise you on what you what you require. Yeah, and with um, just a stock on the floor for people to try um, when they're there. And um, the consultation, obviously, sitting down and saying, Let, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee yep. and talk about what you, what you, who you are and what the process is now, um, the issues that face you and uh, et cetera. Yeah, and that's, um, I guess, a yeah, key point of our job is actually listening to people, it, not it just uh, overflow mm. of information. This yeah. is what we've got and this is great yes. and this will do this. <laughs> and actually yes. um, take the time to yeah, listen. Which you, well, you can't require. promise people things that you can't deliver. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. And the demographic would be from pr- what oh. late mid seventies, early seventies to look. No, we no. do. Um, look, no. a key component <laughs> is definitely aged care. Yes. Um, for us, but we will do pediatrics. Um, yeah. yeah. Little As kids. As I said, quite my, often, my daughter was fourteen. Yeah. And she needed yeah. to yeah. have, um, mm. you know, care. <laughs> and we'll equipment. see a lot of yeah. um, school kids after yeah. school right. holidays that yes. have jumped mm-hmm. over the back of the couch, broken a leg, <clears> um, wheelchairs, crutches. So, yeah, we'll go anywhere from um, little kids to one, um, yeah, 100 year olds. Yeah. So and being a friend of ours, um, obviously for our own website, we'll put your contact details on our website, rwbfm.com.au, so if people want to contact you. But your telephone number, Ben, if we may ask you that, is nine, sorry, yeah, 5975 yep. 6107. Okay, the telephone number to contact Ben from the Coast Care Medical is 5975-6107. That's 5975-6107. Ben and Scott, 
sorry, Stan, I should say. Again, thank you very much indeed for coming in today. And uh, each week we have a segment about your your contribution to that that demographic and yes, market. In the next couple of weeks we'll be speaking to you again and uh, we'll have some interesting things to talk about. Fabulous Excellent. again. Thanks thank you so very much, much for your time. Stan, Ben. Cheers. Thank you. And it's we'll Paula. see you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely thank much you. appreciated. Ciao. You're on RPP FM. So there we go, William. Another program. It was a fabulous program to have have the guests in today. And uh, each week we have different people coming in talking about issues. We do. With with aged care. Yeah. uh, Very informative. It is important. And what we didn't talk about today was who pays for this equipment. That's right. We should talk about that. We, in fact, both with um, with Ben and uh, with our chap Stan, Mm -hmm. we uh, we are going to discover and do a deep dive into that aspect of equipment. So I think that's really important. be really interesting and so we encourage listeners to email us um, if they've got any questions and um, and also we'd love to thank our uh, major sponsor Aftercare Australasia thank you very um, much and then yes that was great wonderful and uh, yes and we'll be learning lots and lots of things about what they're doing in and the interesting man Warren wasn't he very, very interesting, interesting man and and the topics of aged care is uh, so phenomenal and it's growing dramatically on the Mornington Peninsula it is as we are living longer we are mm. thank you again guys thank and you, I hope William. you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next Thursday same time 11am RPPFM